0: In 1985, Robert Sternberg presented a theory that has piqued the interest of various people, a theory concretizing something that has baffled the minds and wrenched the hearts of many, love. He called it the triangular theory of love, as it's best explained in the form of a triangle, but it's more commonly known as Sternberg's theory of love. In the context of interpersonal relationships, there are three components of love, intimacy, passion, and commitment. According to the theory, intimacy is the feeling of attachment, closeness, and connectedness. Passion, on the other hand, is the fiery depth and intenseness you experience when you like someone, encompassing the drive connected to both romantic and sexual attraction. The third component, commitment, ties the other two together as it encompasses short-term and long-term decisions to remain with one another and plan for the future. According to Sternberg's theory of love, there are six forms of love, which are combinations of the three components previously described. 1. Non love. Non love is merely the absence of all three components. This basically characterizes the majority of our personal relationships, which consists of simple, casual interactions. It could apply to your acquaintances or people you're not particularly attached to. 2. Friendship. Friendship exists when only intimacy is present. This is the set of feelings you experience without the intense passion or commitment of romance. It can, however, be a root for other forms of love to manifest from. 3. Infatuated love. Infatuation occurs when passion is present and both intimacy and commitment is absent. Crushes fall under this category. Solely sexual relationships are also included as they're only bounded by carnal desires and nothing more. This is the most common root of romantic love as it's believed that intimacy develops over time But if neither intimacy nor commitment develops, this type of love can fizzle over time. 4. Empty love An example of empty love is an unhappy marriage, where intimacy and the flames of passion for your partner is gone. As a strong love deteriorates into empty love, nothing is left but the contract of marriage itself. It's characterized by the absence of intimacy and passion, despite the presence of commitment. Arranged marriages, on the other hand, can start out as empty loves, but can develop into other forms of love over time.
1: So y'all thought I was crazy. Is that what it was? Y'all thought I was crazy. When I put the topic together, empty love, it's an actual thing. You got the commitment. You got the agreement. And this isn't just for marriages. Right? This is for... Situationships, cohabitationships, this is for all of that. It's not just marriage. Gosh, empty love is tonight's topic. And you know where I got this topic from. He was supposed to be here. Our good brother, Tony Massey, he sent me this topic a couple weeks ago. And he was supposed to be here, but he's in Atlanta. So I said, Tony, I'm going to do this topic tonight. And Tony was like, man, we got to cover it. We got to cover it. Empty love. A deeper look at why some people remain in committed relationships, even when their relationship is without passion or intimacy. Are y'all still together? After mentally and emotionally breaking up with each other years ago? Oh, y'all want to act like this don't happen. Okay. A deeper look at how some couples are literally just together. Not in love, but just together for whatever reasons. Gosh. Gosh. Questions. I've got them. Here we go. Do intimate relationships need purpose slash direction and connection in order to be successful? I want to read it again. It just was so fire. You do know you're listening to the voice of reason on KBLA talk 1580. You do know we have these types of conversations daily. You know that, right? We're going to have the discussion That you're uncomfortable with having. And this is one of them. You saw Big Mama Nim in a relationship just like this. Big Mama and Papa. (laughs) Fell out of love years ago. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Fell Fell out of love years ago. Papa sleep down the hall. He got his own little room with a single bed in there. Y'all saw this. Empty love. Can a relationship survive without purpose or direction? Do intimate relationships need purpose? A shared purpose. The, the, The purpose of us. We'll call it that. Right? Slash direction and connection in order to be successful. How do you fix An empty relationship. What set of sustained conditions and or circumstances. Must be present. To deem your relationship to be one without purpose or meaning. Now that meaning piece. Wow. How many people are in meaningless relationships. But stay for whatever reason. Right. Is this all you know. Are you afraid to jump back out there? Well, what is it? What are some signs of emotional detachment? What is an example of empty love commitment? That's what it's technically called. Empty love commitment. We are still committed. But the love tank is on E. Have you discovered the intrinsic value of your relationship? with yourself as well as the one you're in with your significant other bring it back bring that back bring that beat back i got to have you discovered the intrinsic value of your relationship with yourself As well as the one you're in with your significant other. When I come forward, you better know I'm opening up the phone lines. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Talk to me tonight. I've come. And listen, when I come forward, I got more questions and callers will be on deck. Truly, we've got a lot to talk about.
2: Reason. Reason. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening to Don't The appear. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15.8. Do
1: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my playlist is my co-host. <laughs> For many people, the well has gone dry, but you're still in the relationship. Empty love commitment, it's a real situation out here. We have let the love well run dry. How did it happen? Who's responsible? What's going on in your relationship to where it, all the passion, all the intimacy, all the love just dries up? Gosh. Can a relationship still have immense meaning Without a clear purpose. We just together. <laughs> How many we just togethers are out there? You know the relationship been over for a long time. Are you waiting to muster the courage to speak on it? one 800 Reggie from Austin, Texas is ready to cook with his brother Zoe Williams. To me, brother, have you heard of this phenomena, empty love commitment? Yeah,
3: man. Um, love is empty when you can't have the uncomfortable conversations. Ooh. When um, when fear is a part of your um, your relationship, and you talk around things. And I remember I was having a conversation with Cornell West, and he said that um, when we when we talk around issues, we never hit the heart of the issue. Now, if you lost your heart, you lost your love. That's just real. (laughs) Um,
1: Come on, man. love,
3: (laughs) love, love has magnitude and direction. So it goes in a certain direction and it goes with a certain force. If y'all just have emotions, that's straight up force, but y'all not going anywhere and y'all not moving in a certain direction. Mm. It needs magnitude. Mm. And, in these direction, and y'all have to have both. If you have one, you have an imbalanced relationship. You have, you have something, but you don't have a commitment. You don't have full love. You just have something. Mm. And we don't have time for something. We have to have something de- defined. You know what I'm saying? Um, y'all don't have to be making marriage plans from the first day or anything like that. But if you're wasting each other's time, that's just, man, that's something we don't have time for.
1: Well, uh, I don't have
3: time for anything that wastes my time.
1: Let me ask you this. Hmm? Maybe, maybe, okay, because you said something that was quite profound. You talked about, you, you don't have love, but you have something, right? Right. Okay. I believe the something you have is to be cultivated and grown into more. And I think a lot of people may not have the skill set to cultivate the something and nurture it into something more. What are your thoughts?
3: Hmm. It that's possible, but if you don't have roots to something that's strong, um, you can have something that doesn't connect to anything. Mm. And and you know what? That's if if that's what y'all are doing, and and both of you all know that's what you're doing then, I mean, that is what it is. The only thing is, man, you, you, you tiptoe around the, the, the purpose for y'all being together, and that's that's where the, the issue is, because she's thinking one thing, you're thinking something else. And, I mean, both of y'all could be fairly, you know, on the same page, but you're just scared to say it. That's that when, when fear is part of your relationship, I mean, a component, an ingredient of your relationship, what do you hope to to accomplish?
1: Mm. So some people would rather have the relationship, even if they don't have each other. Is that what you're telling me, Reggie?
3: You got you have something. You have a placeholder. You have somebody to take to to, to events. You have somebody to to look good with. You have somebody to keep up an image with. You have have superficial exterior things, but you don't have anything internal. You have a, a, a Bentley with, like, a LeBaron engine.
2: That's what you, have. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Right.
3: I can't deal with that, bro. Not right
1: now. Right. Not right now. Right. Now, Nick ne- right is the Knight says, so why not stay in the familiar?
3: Because you are afraid of going to anything else, and you're afraid of saying what's on your mind. You can be familiar with ignorance, Ooh. but... I don't want to be. I don't, I, don't, I want to to say what's on my mind and 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 not be afraid and not be walking on the eggshells. That's that's something, but it's not something significant.
1: But when I say something, I'm mm-hmm. I'm speaking uh, like in terms of a seed. A seed must be nurtured in order for it to grow and reach its full potential. I believe. <laughs> People are inherently works in progress. You guys heard me say this before. Whips. I believe that. And I believe if you pour into it, it will grow in the direction that, y- you know, you e- you set for it. Right. Hmm. But I think mm-hmm. a- I think a lot of people struggle with A, the direction they set and B, most people are not love gardeners. What are your thoughts?
3: Um, if you take the germ out of the seed and put a bunch of GMO in, in the, in the, in the, the husk, you're going to grow something, but you're not going to grow anything um, significant. You're going to have a lot of stuff and <laughs> a lot of stuff you can sell, yeah. but it's not things that nourish you, uh. you know? And if, if you're going to take the time to grow something, take the time to grow something real, mm. um, if, if you're not taking the time to, to to invest your emotions into something that's grounded and something that bears some type of fruit, you're wasting time. You're wasting her time. You're wasting her time because I, I honestly don't think she would want to be in something that she knows is going nowhere.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I, I, wait. Go ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Now, you know, I always keep it bi-directional here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, no, 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 They're wasting each other's time.
3: Point taken. Yep, because that's, that's real. Because there's they're,
1: they're, no blanket license of just women never want to waste time in relationship. Women waste a lot of time in re, re, in relationship. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. It's not just I,
3: me. I would. I, you know what? You're right about that. I'm going from where I was a long time ago okay. and so I'm speaking about my my experiences so that's real yep. gotcha
1: yes because people waste time now
3: right <laughs> yeah. right absolutely they do yes we do
1: right mm-hmm. and so th- this topic the empty love commitment is saying okay we're gonna stay committed to each other you know the framework of the relationship, but the thing, the engine that makes the relationship go, which is passion and intimacy, that's long gone. We're, we're not there anymore. We're not doing that anymore. Now, that's different.
3: So you putting a, are right. you putting a cap on all the things that y'all can do? Is that what you're saying or no?
1: No. It, in other words, the concept of entropy comes into play, right? Okay. The, okay. the, the longer a thermodynamic system goes mm-hmm. forward, the more it begins to break down into chaos. You lose chaos. access to the intimacy. You lose access to the passion. I'm not talking about people who can't do it no more. I'm talking about people who don't want to do it with each other no more, but still are committed within the framework of the relationship. They have the idea, mm-hmm. the title. That's what this is. Empty love commitment.
3: I I think that if you have put a lot of time into what you've done, a lot of times you don't want to tear it down because you spent so much time building it up.
1: Come on, we we there now. And,
3: yep. Time, and, energy, and, money, yeah.
1: yes, <laughs> right.
3: All the, all those resources are things that you can get back, except your time. And so um, you 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 want to keep something there because you spent so much time building it up. That's more ego-driven, mm. and that's more fear-driven mm. than anything. And I'm going on on me and what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking out a blanket statement for everybody. That's, that's me. Um, the times that I've spent in relationships I knew I shouldn't have been in it's because I spent a lot of time trying to get it started. And I know what I have, and I, I will rather deal with the devil that I, I know than the one that I don't.
1: But do you, you know... know- And tell me about this, Reggie, because I just love Mm -hmm. your perspective and insight. Some people get the fuel for their passion and their intimacy from not having what they want. They have to actively pursue it to be interested. And then once they get what they thought they wanted, the erosion process starts to happen. In other words, I got it and it ain't all what I, it ain't all cracked up to what I thought it would be, right? It's not it's not mm-hmm. what I thought it would be. And then they start to lose the passion, but they got what they wanted, they got what they chased after, but it's unfulfilling. Does do you think that happens a lot in the relationship context?
3: I think it could. And um I think it happens quite often. Yep, I do. More often than not, probably not. Um because relationships don't last as long as they, they used to, um, you know, for you to get to that point, you have to, you have to put some time in. Um, but yeah, I could see that happening. Um, it hasn't happened to me, but I could see it happening. No doubt.
1: So how does a couple begin to cultivate a shared purpose where, They are both invested. They still have their own separate purposes, you know, to live and cultivate themselves. But they also have a shared relationship purpose that gives the relationship direction and focus. How does a couple sit down and begin to construct this concept?
3: I think you you identify everything that's an impediment to to that and um, if you identify everything that's that's stopping you from doing that, the fear, the ego, um, you know, the, the past relationships, um, you know, all of those things, the unforgiveness, uh, all of those things, and you, you identify them, when you identify them, you, you take away their power. And so um, I'm thinking you have to at least say what's, what's stopping y'all from, from getting to that point.
1: I would say this. I'm going to hit Mm -hmm. you with this because that's heavy, Reggie. So I'm going to hit you with this one. Do you think most people are in deep infatuation with the representative and the idea that their partner presents? Not the real person, not the real person, but they have an ideal about the person they're with and then that person crafts. A type of mask, a representative, and then when that begins to break and erode, the relationship starts to suffer, and you might shift into empty love commitment because maybe you guys worked well together, built something, had children, you know, are in a tight relationship, but maybe after that mask begins to break down, all you see now is. Our agreement, not who Mm -hmm. we, not the the passion and the intimacy that was there before, but now the only thing that remains is the agreement. Reggie, hold Mm -hmm. tight before you answer this. When we come forward, I'm going back to Austin, Texas, because Reggie is in here on fire.
3: Because
1: everybody knows that we're both torn apart. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the voice, the real voice, Whitney Houston, I have nothing. My playlist is my co-host, you already know what it is, tonight's topic is very deep, empty love, empty love commitment, a deeper look into why some people remain committed even when their relationship is without passion or intimacy. Are they still together? After mentally breaking up years ago? Yeah, it happens. We just together. <laughs> he all I know. She all I know. But inside the inner workings of that relationship, they are dealing with what I classify in my holographic relationship book as relationship entropy. Lost access to the passion. Not that you can't perform it, but you've lost access to the passion, to the intimacy, to the the empathy, to the care. We just have the framework, which is the idea. We are committed in this relationship. Very heavy, man. And there are marriages out there that are like this. Do you understand? There are marriages that are in this state of consciousness. Empty love commitment. What does your relationship mean to you? Where is the meaning within the relation? Where is it derived from? Reggie, Austin, Texas, get in here.
3: Man, you asked me a question before the break. <laughs> um, as far as the, as far as the, uh, the representative. Yes. And, I, and um, I think ultimately we see what we want to see. Um, you see the representative. Well, okay, we're infatuated with what we see. And ultimately, we see what we want to see. Um, so I want to see a mask. I want to see you in your best light. Um, I give you grace because I, I want to see all the great things about you. Mm. And grace is part of love. And if you – if you
1: If you lose – Go ahead. You said grace is part of love. Yes. Yes. 100% agree. Because
3: yes because grace sees the best parts of you and it doesn't erase the worst parts of you, but it doesn't highlight them. Um, so that's what we need when you get, when you, when you lose that passion, you lose that grace too.
1: And so you start,
4: you
3: start to highlight all of the things, all of the other things. And, and the thing is when, when you, um, remove the, the mask and you see the real person, you're seeing someone that you don't know. But she or he has worn that mask for so long, they don't know who they are either. Mm. So it's like both of y'all are going blind <laughs> into this relationship because both of y'all don't know who y'all are. Come you on. Know what I'm saying? And that's that's the that's the that's the frustrating part.
1: Now, let me hit you with this. Look, oh, come on, Reggie, because we cooking right now. Let me let me ooh, ooh. L- let's do it this way. Can it be said that because well, let me start here. Do you believe that love is infinite and whole?
3: Hmm. Potentially.
1: No, no, no. I'm not talking about the idea. I'm talking about the level of consciousness.
3: If it's if it's real love, yeah. It's it's it's, it's I'm whole not, d- and
1: yes, I, that's the yes. only thing I'm I'm not talking about diet love. <laughs>
3: yeah. So to answer your question, yes. So,
1: it, yes. We, cause, cause This is a high level of consciousness we're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Doctor David R. Hawkins puts it this way. He says, "Love is misunderstood to be in an emote, to be an emotion. Actually, it is a state of consciousness, a state of awareness, a way of being in the world, of a, a way of seeing oneself and others. Love for God or nature or even one's pets." opens the door to spiritual inspiration the desire to make others happy overrides uh, selfishness so he's saying mm-hmm. love is a high level of consciousness it is not the low-level transactional concept of uh, love is a verb you got to do this right. in order for the, for me to love you it, that's not love we're talking about the mm-hmm. high level of consciousness right so if that right. is truly what love is, And your partner only loves a part of you and vice versa. You only love a part of your partner. Then that calls into question your love. If you ever loved at all or the flip of that would be this. And this is what I want you to answer. Hmm. True or false. We are not in love with each other until you can empathize and accept my demons. And vice versa. True. True. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, w- 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 what are we doing?
3: <laughs> right. We're, we're, we're loving piecemeal. We're loving a la carte.
1: Come on, and brother. we we
3: not, we not. It's not the real the whole true thing. And um, yeah, that's I mean, and I guess if, if I love a part of you. Then I can have finite love. I mean, I can only love a part of you so much until it's, it's not either. It's not even there, or I can't do anything about it. So yeah, that's, that's. I mean, so if I love the entire person, then that's infinite. But if I love a part of you, no doubt, that's finite.
1: Now watch this. You can't love the entire person until you love the entire self meaning you, sure. right? Your sure. demons,
3: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you only love as much as you've loved yourself. You can't get what you don't have.
1: Yeah. Reggie, let me just right say, here. man, <laughs> Reggie, I love it when you call in because this back-and-forth banter is on fire. There are a lot of people out there in an empty love commitment situation, and they needed to hear your most powerful words. What is your final summation, uh, summation of this discussion before I let you go?
3: Be honest with yourself, be honest with your partner,
1: um, and
3: let love rule.
1: There it is. There it is. Reggie from Austin, Texas. Look, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is get on the phone lines and call me at 1-800-920-1580. Are you and your partner just existing? Are y'all just in the relationship because you put so much time, energy, effort, and money and all of that into it, but ain't nothing left? There's nothing left. There's no love. There's no intimacy. There's no empathy for one another. You guys just have the agreement. That's what we're talking about tonight. Empty love commitment. The great Krishnamurti puts it this way. Any movement away from the emptiness, listen, any movement away from this emptiness is an escape and this flight away from something away from what is is fear fear is flight away from something what is what is it not Uh, What is, is not the fear. I I think that's a, a, a typo. What is not the fear? It is the flight, which is the fear. And this will drive you mad, not the emptiness itself, but the desire to move away from what you fear. So again, I, I, I'll stay in this relationship because I don't want to move away from the person, even though the person is unfulfilling. Even though we are unfulfilling to each other, at least we still have each other. Man, that's that's I. It's people living like that. Do you know there are people out here living like that when we come forward more from the phone lines people are calling in from all over the country they want to talk about this listen we just together what is empty love commitment we just getting started is it good to you, good to you? more voice of reason with zoe williams when we come forward, come forward. In the legendary Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah. come on man they don't know about us the voice of reason is on fire tonight we got a heavy topic sitting on top of your dome piece. We're talking about being in empty, purposeless, meaningless relationships, but holding on to them because so much time, energy, and effort has been invested into them. There's a there's a technical term for it. Empty love commitment. And they categorize this. By the the amount of marriages out there that are classified and defined as empty love commitment. In other words, the intimacy and the passion has gone away. But the commitment remains. I love Rumi. I read a lot of Rumi. And Rumi talks about fear in the relationship because you might be afraid to let something go. So Rumi talks about fear in this way. He says, it's only when you have an inclination for something, an interest, that fear arises. If you give in to that fear, you will continue to crawl through life. If you don't, you will spread your wings and fly like you were born to do. So many of us in relationships are in love with the mask of our partner are in love with the mask of ourselves. And we don't want anything to happen to that mask. I challenge people every day. Do you really love a person? If you can't accept them completely. And if you cannot accept them completely. Let them go. Release them. Ask your wounds. Right. Ask your shadow to let them go if you cannot accept them completely well, what are you saying zo hold on to somebody toxic no i'm saying you're holding on based on fear based on fear it's not fear that you can't get somebody else right but it's fear on the inside saying, you know what, I put a lot into this. And you know what, I, I, I've endured a lot. And you know what, I deserve something back from what I. No, 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 no. Those are your fears and your wounds talking. So at some point, you got to tell those fears in your spirit, sit down and shut up. I'm about liberating you. You don't get to dictate who I'm in relationship with fear. Just sit down. You're a passenger. I'm driving my spirit. Not you. But for many people. Fear. Is the train conductor. And it will imprison you. In an empty love commitment Type relationship if you don't stand up to it with love. With love. 1 800 920 1580. Phone lines are on fire. Let's get people in here. People have been waiting to jump in here. Who's been on the longest? Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia. Get in here.
5: Oh, and I'm right here with you. Huh? You over here. The spirit. All over you, mom. The spirit is all over the place. The
1: spirit is all over me right now. I understand, sir. For
5: real, for real. Man. Look, I was just having that kind of uh that last point you were just talk, speaking to as well. And shout out to the brother Reggie, man. Just ridiculous with the jams. It was dope.
1: Yes. But
5: um yeah, man, that whole thing of letting fear rule your life and it's just Sometimes, how you were saying, you really, you find yourself at a crosshairs where you, you think you're dealing with an outer enemy and you're giving all of this energy to, I guess, like, it's like you giving power to what's scaring you. I don't know if it's Florence Shovel sin or something like that, but it's like, the way our faith works, because mm-hmm. to me it's all about willpower and focus, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, if we feel like something or somebody is oppressing us like we give power to it we're giving more power to our fears like we have more faith in what we're afraid of being true than what we have faith in like versus what we can have faith in like being more fulfilling or more satisfying like what love is
4: Mm.
5: so it's like our decision making is altered by these quiet inner decisions Mm. um and like that whole thing of commitment uh and I know you spoke to that whole thing of like the the marriage and it has different terms. I think just all in all, it's, it's making me just kind of like draw a highlight over the whole fo- uh, point of like, what is marriage really about? Is it just the paperwork? Is it just a business transaction in that sense? Like, are you, when, when people are saying like their their marriage or their love is empty, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel. I feel it's important to have each person, or like, to call out what it is that's actually absent in their life. Like, what are you actually getting by, so called still committing? What are you committing to? Mm-hmm. And that's like a big, big piece. where, I mean, maybe you're committing to the the comfort that those inner demons are giving you Ooh. because you're no longer alone. Come on, <laughs> in that in that breath, like so. I don't wait wait personally hold on hold on, to... hold on
1: I can't let you move, roll past that Do you know how lonely <laughs> most people would be if they exercised their own demons Why <laughs> Do, you Do you understand? Why <laughs> See a person Man. a person can walk away from another person easily because they got <laughs> their demons to keep them company <laughs> It's part Man, of but, their identity can you imagine them letting that go?
5: Uh I I think I can imagine it because I I went that route. Right? Like I felt like that was a catalyst to my own personal growth.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, a you, about, you about to get deep I, I, Hold tight, when we come forward We going right. back to Atlanta Nazarene X is they about to get in here and Just start disclosing We appreciate everybody for holding on the line When I come forward, I'm going to talk to Chicago I'm going to talk to Battle Creek, Michigan And we going back to Atlanta We on fire We already got it. Just tell them now, we going work at it We, we good
4: Don't do know about you Say that
1: Come on, man. Michael Jackson and Sheryl Lynn. Quincy Jones. Jeez. It's the falling in love. And the record is so beautiful because it's talking about the dichotomy of relationships. Relationships are like comedy. And you know, the symbol of comedy is... The the masks, right? You see the, the the theatrical masks. You see tragedy and pain, and many people just want you see joy and tragedy, right? Or happiness and tragedy, or you know, um, you know, the, the good times and pain, right? You see all of that, and a lot of people struggle with the pain that is inherently a part of joy. Of happiness. Right? You you cannot have one. Without the other. When you are in pursuit of joy. Of happiness. Of pleasure. You inevitably create. More. Pain. More sorrow. And I know people don't want to hear that. I know people have this. You know overly generalized and fantasized view of relationships, but relationships require work and that work starts internally. It starts internally. Listen, if you're just tuning into the voice of reason, tonight's topic, empty love, a deeper look into why some people remain committed, even when their relationship is without passion or intimacy. Are y'all still together? After mentally and emotionally breaking up years ago? A deeper look at how some couples are literally just together. Wow. Do intimate relationships need purpose slash direction and connection in order to be successful? How do you fix a relationship that is suffering from emotional detachment? We're both parties bi-directional emotional detachment what is an example of empty love commitment people are asking what is empty love commitment well it's pretty simple i'll tell you right now empty love commitment an example of this is an unhappy marriage where the intimacy or the liking of for the spouse is gone and the flames of passion have already been put out a long time ago. Nothing left but the contract of marriage or the agreement of intimate relationships. Empty love is categorized by commitment without intimacy or passion. A stronger love, a deep love where y'all start off knowing we we are soulmates, we are twin flames, we are all of that. Well, that kind of love may deteriorate into empty love. In an arranged marriage, the spouse's relationships may begin as empty love and develop into a deeper, stronger love, indicating how empty love need not be the terminal state of a long-term relationship. So in the arranged marriage, you grow to love. Typically, when we find somebody we like, we start working on love immediately. And sometimes that strong attraction, right, may not be love at all. It just might be attraction. May. <laughs> may not be love at all. And oftentimes, over time, people's relationship will experience this form of what I call relationship entropy. Right? Entropy is when an inner, a thermodynamic system uh, begins to deteriorate into chaos. Chaos is another is another term for entropy. But what it actually means is you've lost access to the intimacy and the passion, the engine of your relationship. Nazarene X from Atlanta, Georgia, was wrapping up his thoughts. Get back in here because you're cooking.
5: Yes, sir. And as are you, man. Everything you just laid out just got me over here. Mm.
1: Good gracious. Yes, Lord. Hotter than a book. That's shunned of Man, for real past the plate. Right. Man,
5: that that quick. Uh, that quick point I was making, uh, before, as far as, uh, you know, how people are feel lonely, you know, if they divorce, they inner demons. Like I personally feel like it really comes from when, you know, you got, you face that point in your life or in your mind and it's just like, yo, enough is enough. So you have to be brave enough to face that man in the mirror, a woman in the mirror. And in that sense, it's like imagining it even like if they're all of these inner demons, Right? Like, how do they have more power over my life than the God that I serve well, all of them fall under the same umbrella or the hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I, um, I even had like, from, from years ago, it was probably like when I was 19, something hit my heart where I was like, I gotta let these demons, uh, like, I'm, I'm letting go of these demons inside because I'd rather them notice me. Like, I really feel like, demons in that breath the power that we give them they're the ones with the real blind spot Mm. if they had this whole you like kind of control over our psyche or whatever as if we're not good enough or we're not this and not not that in the third it's like when we kind of had that self-love that overrides it all or even so to speak again it's not to be religious but from a real spiritual standpoint i feel like it's better for you to even in that breath honor your demons in the sense that okay well, well y'all work for me at the end of the day you are the one in control of your life ship yeah. so if there are any entities being situations that are not according to the protocol you've established for your life like just because you a demon doesn't mean that you can't serve me Ooh. that's my personal standpoint <laughs> so if
1: i, <laughs> if I it love does, it i love it brother
5: right, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> hey, I love, love it. Nazarene
1: love, X, Atlanta, Georgia in here cooking. Krishnamurti would say it this way. Life is both pleasure and pain, is it not? But why should we cling to ple- pleasure and avoid pain? Why not merely live with both? If you cling to pleasure... What happens? You get attached. Do you not? I I want y'all to listen to what's being said here. He goes on to say, where there is pleasure, there is the shadow of pain. They are inextricably connected. You don't love me. You haven't accepted me. You don't approve of me. If you don't at least acknowledge the mess that I am. See, if and listen, you, you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't acknowledge your mess. You've lived most of your life in relationship with yourself, not acknowledging your mess. The, the worst thing you can do moving forward is to get in a relationship with someone who has done what you have done to yourself not acknowledged your mess, your darkness, your dragons, your demons. Because these are the things that pull the intimacy and the love out of relationship when they are left unreconciled. I, I don't know if y'all... Are y'all listening right now? I don't know if y'all paying attention. 1-800-9-2015. i am ministering... To somebody who has or who is in an empty love commitment kind of relationship. Dr. David R. Hawkins lays it flat this way. The crucial point is by changing ourselves, we change the world. As we become more loving on the inside, healing occurs on the outside Much like the rising of the sea levels lifts all ships, so the radiance of unconditional love within a human heart lifts all lives. Dr. David R. Hawking's Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender is the name of the book that I'm quoting from. You gonna have an empty relationship, I promise you. If you don't, (laughs) listen, if you don't make peace, with the beast, you're going to have an empty relationship. That's just what it is. Who's been on the line the longest? Lauren, she's the crown. Oh, oh wait a minute. They telling me I can't get to the crown. I, Lauren actually means the crown. Her name, right? From Latin, the laurel leaves. That the. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting deep. Uh, We're going to run over to Chicago after we come forward because right now I'm in sermon mode.
2: Reason. Reason. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Don't disappear. You're listening to Don't The appear. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15.
1: Come on, man. Jill Scott. The name of the record is Fool's Gold. Had me chasing fool's gold. Nobody had you chasing fool's gold. You was only chasing one side of the theatrical mask. You wanted the pleasure side. You didn't want the complete set. There is a complete set. There's happiness and pain. Right? Krishnamurti always asked the question, Can the mind be free of fear, pain, and pleasure? In other words, can the mind be clear? Because when fear, pain, and pleasure are part of the observation, it's going to color it. It's going to bias it towards, let me get what I want. Let me get what I think makes me happy. Heavy stuff tonight. Lauren, Chicago, Illinois, get in here and cook with me.
4: Hey, how are you?
1: I am alive and well. How are you doing tonight? What are your thoughts on I'm tonight's doing okay. topic? A little,
4: I love it. I love it. You are gut-punching me.
1: Oh, hey, I'm trying.
4: Straight, straight to the gut. Straight <laughs> to the gut. You are just gut-punching me repeatedly.
1: Well, talk to me. What are your thoughts? Let's 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 talk.
4: Okay, so right now I'm in, I don't even know what to call it, with my best friend. I'm in love with him. And he knows this, but I also know he's not in love with me, but we live together. And we have kids together. Mm -hmm. And it's just your, man, the unrequited love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do everything together, though. We do everything a married couple should do. And we do it well. We do it very
1: well. Did he tell you that he does not love you? He said
4: he loves me, but not like that.
1: Okay. And 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 how does that make you feel and how can you move forward in the knowledge of that?
4: It makes me feel horrible and I'm not even sure.
1: But why do you feel horrible? Let's go into it.
4: Well, I feel horrible because we we work so well together, you know? Okay. We work so well together. It's awesome.
1: Lauren, you're Being still around him. You, you're still on the surface. I want you to go deeper. You want him the look you, you want him to love you the way you want him to love you, correct? Yes, I do. And what way is that?
4: The way I love him.
1: No, no. No. What well, I'm saying no? describe it. What is it? What way is it?
4: It's uh hard to answer it's just all
1: you got to do is say this is how i love him and i would like for him to love me in the same way so what is the way in which you love him
4: unconditionally i have no i have no conditions with the love you know
1: okay now with unconditional love there should be no desire for him to love you back Because it's unconditional. Do you see how we play with words? Because if you loved him truly unconditionally, it wouldn't matter if he loved you back. You're doing it for the sake of unconditional love. Unconditional love has no conditions. And And you are implying a condition here right now. You're saying, I want him to love me the way I love him.
4: But I don't change the way I act towards him, even though I know he doesn't love me the way I love him.
1: Are you discontent? Yes. And then it's not love. It's not. No, it's attachment, which is in search of reciprocity. That's what it is. Okay. Dead. 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 Let's let's go back. Let's go back because I I want I want to be a hundred percent honest with you here. Right? Okay. I want to be honest with you. Love is not what Disney told us it was. Love is not that. Love is not happily ever after. Love is not a verb. Love is not transactional. I've always taught the the weakness in the clinical approach. to relationships is that there is no spirituality in the clinical piece, right? Love at the highest level is consciousness, sweetheart. It's consciousness, it's on, love, just love itself. It's been bastardized, it's been romanticized, it's been Europeanized, it's been weaponized. But at the highest level of consciousness, love is on par and indistinguishable from God itself. I agree. So Dr. David R. Hawkins put it this way. That's why I said let's go back. Love is misunderstood to be an emotion. Actually it is a state of consciousness. A state of awareness. A way of being in the world. A way of seeing oneself and other. Listen. You are dis... Uh, disgruntled dissatisfied and frustrated because you are participating in a transactional kind of love and I wouldn't even call it love I would call it attachment okay love is not on anybody's payroll thus it's broke love doesn't get a check every two weeks The point that I'm making, love is not transactional. It's Love is not an investment. When you're at the highest level, you love because you love. Let's go back to John 3.16, metaphor. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I'm not a Christian. I'm just using this as a metaphor to paint the picture. First off. First off, John three sixteen is a metaphor for sacrifice. Do you, do you, would you sacrifice any of your kids right now to save the world, Lauren? No. No. So the metaphor is God gave his only begotten. God only had one and said, hey, I will sacrifice the one. To save the many. Now, I ask you this. Do, in, in theology, uh, especially when we're dealing with the Abrahamic religions, do they teach that God is all-knowing? Yes. So God knew we was going to turn on him and still sacrificed his kid. Ooh. Do you see the metaphor? <clears throat> That's love at the highest level. We are not at that level when we're talking about love in relationships, this is why love can turn sour, can curdle like old milk. Because most people are not in love. They are infatuated, they are they are in attachment. They they have all of their wounds still in place. Do you see what I'm saying? There can be no love where there are unhealed wounds. Does this make sense? Okay. I'm I'm just asking you, sweetie. Does it make sense?
4: I'm sorry, you said one more time.
1: Does it make sense what I'm saying?
4: It does. It does.
1: Now, a lot po- of sense. Now the question is: Go back and journal. Go back and journal okay. on love. Go back and look up the great poet Khalil Gibran and okay. read his poem on love. And ask yourself, after you read that, do I really love him or am I attached to him? After you read that, then I want you to go look up your attachment style. What's your relationship with your mom? Was she loving? Was she caring? Who didn't give you the approval and the acceptance that you needed? You got to ask these questions. Discover the attachment style. Is it secure? Okay. Is it avoidant? Is it avoidant and anxious? You got to ask these. You got to find out, how do I love? And once you discover that, you're going to have an entirely different perspective on what you think you feel for your partner. Doesn't mean the relationship will be over. It just means now you can reassess. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So much sense. Well, I appreciate you, Lauren. We love you here. And I mean love in the real sense, baby. We love you. Chicago is in the building because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. When we come forward, I'm going back to the phone lines. We're on absolute fire tonight.
2: He's on fire fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580
1: to change lives man if you're not trying to change lives why are you alive the voice of reason man heavy topic tonight live from the heart of the Lamert park we in the building we're talking about empty love commitment staying with somebody you have internally moved on from why y'all playing get out of here If you have internally moved on, you need to bounce like bad checks. Don't let your fear hold on to the framework of a relationship you've already moved on from. But it happens. It happens. Fear is a lot of you guys' pimp. Fear and ego. Run, y'all. Got y'all out on the stroll. Don't, 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 don't. Don't recoil now. Fear and ego got you on the relationship stroll. Get on out there. And bring back my money. one 800 15 1580 We are on fire tonight. The great Krishnamurti had a discussion in 1968, December uh, 28. He said, thoughts create pain and pleasure. But where thought functions objectively, it becomes extraordinarily effective. Your thought about you must be objective. How are you going to be in an unconditional love relationship and you've got negative self-talk going on? You've got unhealed wounds. You have an anxious avoidant attachment style. And you think you're going to cultivate unconditional love? It's not going to happen. If you see unconditional love in terms of height, unconditional love is out in outer space somewhere. Fear-based transactional love is on the ground with you. You have to elevate to the truth. The truth will not condescend to your current mind state. You have to elevate and meet the truth. The truth doesn't meet you where you are. Corporate America does. So it could sell you poison. But the truth will not bend for where you are. The truth will call you to raise up to it. I know people don't want to hear it tonight. That's why you make excuses about staying where you are because at least it's what you know. And at least you have what you know and having what you know is a sense of comfort. Pain, pleasure, and fear are interrelated and are bred by thought. In pleasure, there is always the seed of pain. Can the mind be free from fighting in this entanglement of pleasure and pain? Thought must function at its highest level in one direction and be quiet, silent in another. Is this possible? Can you make your fears sit down and shut up while you're trying to learn about how you show up in relationships? You want to know why? You found yourself in an empty love commitment, a relationship where you emotionally and physically and passionately and empathetically checked out a long time ago. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just I'm a little passionate tonight. Please forgive me. Haru Ali from Battle Creek, Michigan. Get in here. Peace and love to the
2: family, nations, honor, soul, Andy the staff, I was the God, Kevin Smiley. Listen, uh, you have to earn what you say you want.
1: Mm.
2: Many you, you gotta earn mm. what you say you want. Cause relationships is just like a credit score. Ooh. It's not based upon your ability to pay. <laughs> it's based upon the work that you put in that you dedicated to making sure that I pay my bills on time, I did that shadow work, because we're all works in progress. Have you worked in progress to heal yourself to the point to where it's safe for the the ancestors in the universe to give you a third chance at what you want? Because you pray, God, send me a good man. But he wasn't tall enough. he wasn't handsome, handsome enough. Mm-hmm. He didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. You, you you, looking over all of this superficial stuff. You, your social uh, credit dating score ain't high enough for you to get what you say you want. There's been many times in my life where I've paid into a retirement. Mm-hmm. And I know that the city manager allowed other folks that that were firefighters to access that account. He was like, "Nope, you can't get it. I had to actually threaten the city manager. I said, listen, I'm not asking no more. I'm telling you, you going to give me access to my account or you and I going to have problems. What did the problems be? I'm about to put hands and feet to you. And I don't care what the outcome is. And what did that do? That changed. Like, you know what? Let me open this up to the access. Because when I asked for it initially, when I felt that I needed it, that was not the time for me to receive it. Mm -hmm. Love, limerence. Listen, love is a dopamine hit. They call it limerence. They coined that back in the 1970s, 73 or whatever. Honor is stronger than love. And what's honor? Honor is me respecting you, loving you, in spite of you. Because we have a purpose for being together. We absolutely have a purpose for being together. I love you no matter what the circumstance is. And guess what? When I told you who I am, you accepted me for who I am. Let's go. And and, and one caveat. And one caveat. <laughs> Third, I ain't got no disrespect for you at all. I just need to see you support, just like all the mob. Oh, here we he go. Love
1: all of y'all. <laughs> hey, thanks again, brother. We appreciate you. Battle Creek, Michigan in the building because of my brother. Heru Ali, he always gonna give you something. Whether you agree or disagree, this is a non-judgmental platform. Of course, he gets to speak his mind. When I come forward, one of my favorites is on the line. We going to Atlanta, Georgia. She got a lot to talk about.
2: Is it good to you? Good to you. More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come come forward.
4: Come on, man.
1: Such fire tonight. My playlist is my co-host. That's Shalimar. Somewhere there's a love just for me. Frontman Howard Hewitt. Oh my goodness, Jody Watley, and what was my what was the homeboy? I forgot the the, the other um, his name. Jeff Jeff Jeffrey something, and that guy you know was. One of Michael Jackson's secret dance teachers and dance partners, man. Just an amazing group, man. Uh, My playlist has been on fire all night tonight. Let me get my final caller in here tonight. Tiffany from Atlanta. Tiffany, what are your thoughts on our topic? Oh, we just together. What is an empty love commitment? Talk to me.
6: It's hilarious that this is a topic of tonight, but I got a question mostly and I typed it in the chat earlier. Jeffrey Daniels. I'm was,
1: sorry. Jeffrey Daniels. That's right. Jeffrey Daniels, Shalimar. Sorry, go ahead, Tiffany.
6: I recall my time though.
1: Dang nabbit.
6: Like <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be interrupting. Anyway. I'm sorry. I was saying that I got um I got a question mostly just saying, like, is it possible for empty love commitment to be temporary almost like if you were to be running a sprint and then you kind of like just get out give out a breath but it's temporary because ultimately you're going to regain your breath your balance and things of that nature and then continue of course with the right person being very open to continuing and trying to heal it as well because I do find myself getting at absolutely fed up with certain behaviors and i'll just pretty much in that sense and i'm i'm more so like calling myself out here as well but i'll clock out like i'll i'll just straight up clock out because i feel tired but then with rest i will like reawaken and you know continue but i want to know like can that be temporary or is this just not love at all
1: let me just say this. Take love off the table. Just take it off the table. Because people include love in this low vibrational interaction. And it really isn't. Love is the mountaintop. Love, love is, is, is the peak. Right? Love is self-actualization. Love is self, uh, 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 self-realization. Love is enlightenment. Enlightenment. So take love off the table because enlightenment, self-actualization, self-realization, these are rare accomplishments. Now. On the level that we really interact on. Anything you grow into, you can grow out of. Mm. (laughs) You see how that resonates? Uh. How did that resonate in your spirit? Right.
6: Oh, it resonates deeply in my (laughs) spirit, (laughs) deeply, because ultimately, you know, especially if you grow in a direction to where you just know, and we're going to use this loosely, you know, you grow in a direction of toxicity and a person will try to box you into a category. Like I said earlier in the chat, a person will definitely play on, uh, their growth and, pretty much try to demonize yours and but so that, it'll be that's, like that,
1: that's not someone mm-hmm. who's growing that's not uh-huh. easy no one uh-huh. no one can check your spiritual homework only you can
6: exactly that and you, that's why i'm trying to understand like how can somebody actually point out your demons like how can somebody actually point a finger and say like "Ooh." You know, you got demons that you need to fix. And it's just like, who are you to talk about my demons? uh,
1: Or if they even exist. No, no, no. It's easy to point out someone else's demons because we show our demons even when we try to hide behind our mask. Our demons constantly slip, ooze, leak, seep. They come out. We see each other's demons. But what your partner can't do Is try to exercise those demons only you can right right so your partner can't say hey you're exercising your demon wrong in other words you're on the wrong path no 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 this is my path and in my path i'm the one who's responsible for healing and enlightening myself Now, you can give me reflections of myself through the mirror of relationship, but it's not your responsibility to heal me. It's not your responsibility to correct me. It's not your responsibility to get me in alignment. I have to reach a consciousness level called willingness to even want to get in alignment, first with myself and then with others. Exactly,
6: though, and that also means that I am not responsible for someone to feel better about any situation. It's not my responsibility to make you feel better. And to that extent, that's what it just goes all in alignment with. It's just like we are responsible for ourselves ultimately. This has been a great topic. You enjoy your weekend, brother.
1: Thank you, Tiffany. Tiffany called in here for a confirmation. What in the world? (laughs) Listen. Do you understand what this is, y'all? Do y'all understand what I'm trying to do here? I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to rattle the cage. You should not be so comfortable in predictability, in certainty. If you want to grow and expand to these infinite levels of love and appreciation, you've got some internal house cleaning to do. And sometimes that internal house cleaning is uncomfortable. I love the way Rumi says it. Rumi says it this way. Run from what's comfortable. Forget safety. Live where you fear to live. Destroy your reputation. Be notorious. I have tried prudent planning long enough. From now on, I'll be mad. This is poetry. What the poem is saying is predictability comfort certainty safety security has been on our minds so heavily that we get locked into patterns that are designed to be defensive we want to protect and not lose we when 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 we when we give of ourselves we want to get it back cuz we don't know if What we gave is the last of what we can give. Do you see? Sometimes you have to be in a space where you're not afraid to love. Listen. To love without recompense. To love without being paid back. Everything we do, we're trying to get something back for it. Value for value, as my brother uh, (laughs) Ghetto Gourmet would say. But the way love works, love begets itself. Just like fear and ego begets itself. Love begets itself. When you start loving you, you will beget more love in the world. I started the conversation. You finish it. The voice of reason was on fire tonight. I'll see y'all next. Week My brother is coming in next, Danny Morrison. He going to keep the fire lit. Deuces. I'm going to look and look and
3: look. just for me. I know there's got to be a dream.